Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real life stories with real life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and you can heal your life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. listeners and welcome back to our podcast. I am so excited to share this podcast with you today. I have with me Paul Leftenegger. He is an international singer, songwriter, and composer, award-winning in many areas. He is so well known to the spiritual and conscious movement with his music and is so beloved by so many people. I want to share a few reviews with you from Oprah Winfrey. We have a quote saying, beautiful CDs, Lovely, lovely, lovely. You bring great solace, peace, comfort, and joy. Can't you just hear her saying that? From Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, sitting here with happy tears flowing as I listen to your beautiful music. And Anita Moriani, I love your music. I bought all the albums and listened to them over and over again. Thank you for sharing your music with the world. These are all such beautiful reviews, and his music is available on Amazon.com and on iTunes. He has seven albums out right now. Welcome to the show, Paul. I'm so happy to be here, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I appreciate you being here. And I'm so intrigued by this word, conscious albums. Mm. Can you kind of explain to the listeners what you mean by that, conscious albums, and really what drew you into recording this type of music? Absolutely. So I write music to inspire global love and kindness. And what that means to me is that basically I feel that words have power. You know, as we know, thoughts have power. Words have power because they come from inside of our soul and they, you know, they go into the world and they become things and they i always i always sort of liken this to uh, dr maya angelou taught me this a long time ago so long story short with conscious music i feel i'm very responsible with the words i choose to use and i write music from the first person so that the listener can feel their own heart and their own soul when they hear my words which are really just collective words really i think to honor the the soul so that's sort of the I think the intention as well as sort of the concept. And I had an awakening in 2011 and my father sadly took his own life way back then. Seems like uh, many lifetimes ago now, but I sort of had this awakening really ultimately that was to write conscious music for God. And I say God, source, universe, whatever word. I My current word that I like to use for God is beloved right now, but... I really, you know, I got into this really just because I knew that I needed to answer this call from God and I sort of denied it for a long time. And then I realized I could no longer do that. And somehow when I sat down at the piano, things just started to magically happen. And I knew that 
I sort of was answering something that was destined to be mine in my life. So my dharma. Music is such a healing force. And, you know, like you said, the words have power. So I'm thinking that when you probably first started writing these words, did you know you were writing songs or were you working on your own healing? What Mm. what was the process for you there? Yeah, so this, this was sort of an interesting sort of space for me. So I always like to sort of go back to Oprah Winfrey. So Oprah Winfrey was ending actually the Oprah Winfrey television show. And my father died on March the 6th of 2011. So it was sort of when that was ending her 25th season. And she was sort of launching own in a lot of those shows and telling people where she was going to go next, which was the own network. So what happened is when my father died, what sort of, I, I couldn't watch any confrontational television. It was just, I, I remember seeing things like Dateline or, you know, the things that I used to watch before my father died and I could not expose myself to it. It was just, I was so sensitive in a way I had never been sensitive to those things. And I decided to only watch really Oprah Winfrey uh, because I liked the way that she was conscious. And when she, uh, when she launched own the, you know, that first September sort of, of own sort of coming into, into bloom, um, there was so many things on her first sort of program. And I, I mean, I think it's changed quite a bit since then, but it was very specific. I think ultimately conscious television. And I don't know if you've seen the masterclass series, but that mm-hmm. was really what I dove into. And Oprah Winfrey's words really st- stopped me in my tracks and opened me up to, um, I think, the power of words. And then also Dr. Maya Angelou also, you know, she was still alive in 2011. And something auspicious happened for me in that, that first space was um, Dr. Maya Angelou came to my hometown. And I found this very odd. There were so many auspicious things happening that particular window. And I had this epiphany about what I needed to do. And I remember giving essentially her my first album. And it was so interesting because... I sort of denied what I... I didn't really understand what I was doing at the time because it was in this weird healing space. So my first music was sort of prayers and meditations to God, actually. And Mm -hmm. I gave those to uh, Dr. Maya Angelou in the hometown where I'm from. And she um, came here to honor the Underground Railroad, which actually ran through this area of Canada. Mm-hmm. And she promised the university to do that. And it sort of, I think by giving her my music that that year, I think I realized that what I needed to do. And I started to just accept it. From that point forward, I really just, I really just surrendered ultimately. And my music started to change as a result of surrendering to it. And I reached out and found a producer and my life sort of, I mean, just sort of transitioned into a whole new world. That is a beautiful story. I had chills through most of it (laughs) uh, as you're sharing those words. And I think that, you know, what you said about acceptance is such a big part of it for so many of us, and especially of us who, you know, are working in the spiritual world as life coaches or workshop teachers, whatever the case might be, songwriters such as yourself, where when we accept what we're doing when we get to that place where we just are saying, okay, universe, uh, I'm here to be at your service. Uh, please That's use true. me. Yeah. That's vessels. when the miracles really happen. Absolutely. Vessels, vessels. And uh, I was exposed to your music when you sang at Louise Hayes' 90th birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of being a vessel, 
that was such a loving performance, singing a song called My Heart. And what you have shared about your music being written in that first person is like you're writing affirmations Mm -hmm. for people to uh, repeat in their minds to themselves. And what a beautiful tribute to her. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Oh, that was that's probably one of the most magical moments in my career so far. Um, and I think anyone that knows, I mean, let's just be really frank here. Um, Louise Hay is um, someone that for me, I don't think that anyone else is or could ever do what Louise Hay did for the world. Because I think we're in a a time of ultimately ascension, so reaching our highest self and manifest, where we take responsibility. What I love about Louise's work, which is why that moment was so powerful, is that I think it's interesting because when I call press, I'm often surprised when people don't know her. I always think that I'm always I'm always just sort of stopped in my in my shoes when that when that happens. But what I also had to realize when this happens is I was once someone that didn't know who she was. And I think the beauty of Louise Hay's work is that once you know her, your life changes. And so in 20, actually in 2012, I was in Boston and I was helping my husband's mother essentially for one month with um, cancer. And we had flown down and I didn't know really Louise Hay at this time. So this is back in 2012. And what's very fascinating to me is I met this man. I used to give my CDs out to people for free. I just followed my heart and I used to give them out for free. I don't do that anymore the way that I used to, but at that time I did. And I met this beautiful man who told me about Louise Hay selling Joe Malone cologne. He was so kind to me and I shared with him my music and he introduced me to Louise Hay's work. And what's so fascinating is, I mean, to, to not know her and then to have my song used for her last birthday on earth to honor her life's work, really, in a, in a room where 2,000 people ultimately place their hand on their heart with intention for self-love was the most powerful moment in my life so far with this work. Because I think that when you do that, you have heart coherence. In that particular moment, that's what happened. And if you dig into HeartMath Institute, there's a lot of science around that because there's a part of your health that is affected that 1,400 chemicals are released that are good for you when you're in a state of love. And the the same applies that 1400 chemicals that are not good for you as heart math institute has found when you're in a space of hate that is released that is not good for you so you have to choose as louise did what state you want to be in and i love her affirmation work which is why that moment was so powerful because i think through music you also have this space that nothing else sort of can can sort of be that thing. And I love how words have power, but so does music. And it's words with the soul in vibrational consciousness. And I think we're in this space where we're going to start to see more of this type of work because it may, I mean, there's, there is actually medicine that is sort of using music now as a, as a means of actually helping people to heal. And I think you're going to see a lot more development in science around this. So I, that moment for me was a scientific proof that basically I just think there's a shift in consciousness and I love Louise. <laughs> yes, yes, as yes. we as we do, as I love her as well. Mm. And thank you for sharing that with us. I remember the moment I was not in the room. I was watching the live stream. I don't know how many tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people were watching the live stream. So when you talk about that heart math, mm-hmm. it wasn't just the people in the room. 
Right. It wasn't just the 2000 people. Your love was shared around the, the world, mm-hmm. you know, in that moment. And it's just something that, you know, I can keep replaying in my mind and, and really connecting with that feeling of love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we talk about visualizing, you know, and connecting with that feeling and having those moments, I think too, like you said, that music element of it all really takes it to a different level in our consciousness and adds the emotion and really helps us to feel, to really feel who we are with your words in that song, My Heart. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that moment so much. And I've been enjoying as well the video that I've seen on YouTube from Dancing with the Stars using that song. Yes, that was an amazing, uh, that was an amazing moment too. And what's really interesting is I actually had guessed that you know, I had the opportunity to invite guests to that particular event. And I had actually two choreographers from the So You Think You Can Dance show in LA, who are also fans of my work, actually come as my guests that day. So it was really, it was a special moment. And they made a special video for Louise for her birthday. Oh, it's so beautiful. And I will uh, link it when I post this podcast because it is so incredible to watch. The uh, choreography is just so beautiful. The words are so beautiful. And you're so talented as I listen to your music, you know, the the higher register. And and then sometimes you'll just drop into this deep space that just, you know, really uh, resonates the soul. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so, so joyful to listen to your music. And, and for me, really takes me into such a loving space. And I'm really excited about some of the upcoming things that are going on for you and you and I together. Would you like to share more about that? Yeah. So first of all, I, you know, I think the thing that I just want to start with saying and working with you that I think is important to mention to everyone, I have seen a lot of spiritual things in doing what I do. And I want to just say that the Heal Your Life program, let's call it, is probably one of the most solid, grounded, I would say in many ways, in my own personal opinion, the most important work that's actually being done globally. And I say this with great respect to, I think ultimately carry on Louise Hayes' work, which is actually in everyday communities, which is why, you know, I will mention, you know, for instance, Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers is a worldwide program. It's effective because it's in essentially communities. Heal Your Life is very similar, in my opinion, to that idea, which is why it's important. So I think that we're in this time where we're starting to learn that self-love is the most important thing that we can do for our wellness and our whole life. And um, I just want to say working with you and also in Canada, Heidi, um, has been extraordinary. So I really just want to honor both of you as trainers to that program and working with you going into this event that we're going to have. I'm very excited because I think that when we unite together in consciousness, which is basically a space of taking responsibility for our life and our energies that we are creating and co-creating, we leave a space open that really doesn't happen unless we're responsible for that. Oprah Winfrey on her stage to the show actually used to have, please be responsible for the energy you bring to this room or to the stage. And she had it all around so that when guests would come on, and the reason why she did that is she used to sort of ultimately have confrontational television back in the 80s. And she decided one day when the KKK was on that she wanted to stop promoting hate 
And she realized that that's what she was doing. So she changed her whole format a very long time ago. And what I love about conscious events is that we are going to enter these spaces now where we're responsible together. And that's where we get to basically shift into a new gear, I think. So what I really am excited about with our events, and you know, this is going to go global, it already is. Um, I started my inaugural Voices of Consciousness in Toronto with um, the president of FedEx Canada. She's an amazing woman. She was on Undercover Boss. Her name is Lisa Listen. And then basically some other beautiful people. But the second one that I'm doing is with you. And it's in Vancouver. And I'm very excited. I decided to do this on my birthday, January the 14th. And I'm really excited to work with you in this because it's going to be beautiful to have, I think, just this, this voices of consciousness in Vancouver. And I've never been. So I'm excited to be in Vancouver for the first time on my birthday with you and those that come. And then we're also having one on uh, January the 15th in Calgary. So... Yes, yeah. and it is going to be absolutely amazing. It is already, there's been so many miracles just watching it all come together. Mm-hmm. So uh, very excited about that. And can you let our listeners know what they can expect when they come to either one of those meetings, Voices of Consciousness? Yeah, so I'm really excited to um, to share that the first person that sort of initiated, like obviously I, I'm, you know, this is sort of a shared I would say space, the Vancouver one in particular. So I met a woman named Sue DeMay um, or DeMoss. I'm not sure how she pronounces that. She actually suggested this, this particular church. I really like working with the United Church in Canada because of their LGBTQ, I think ultimately petitioning back in 1977 when they started doing that, which is why I chose them. And she brought up this as a good space. We didn't know that it was a United Church, but it happened to be, which is so funny because that's where I did the first one in Toronto. So it's going to start off with her doing a meditation. She's a beautiful healer, essentially. So, and then moving into that, I'm excited to have you share your story. And I think we're at this point where we're sort of taking off our masks and being our authentic self, which means all of it, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And I'm not trying to be anybody but me. And, you know, that means I'm gay. That means I'm, you know, whatever those things are, we won't go through them right now. But for you, I'm, I know that you will hold a space open for I think ultimately no masks, which is just your whole authentic, pure essence. And um, that I think is going to be really beautiful because you also are an incredible heal your life trainer, which means that you help a lot of people help other people. And I love that about what you do. So I'm excited to, to sort of learn some of that, that from you. And I know the audience will as well. And then moving into me, um, I'm going to do a song versation, which is what I've been sort of doing around the world for the last nine years. Um, and with my seven albums that I have, my plan is to take us through an emotional space internally. Um, so I want to sort of dive in with people. Music's one of those rare things that can get inside of us. So together, my plan is to go inside with self-love and self-worth, with music that supports the heart and the soul of those listening from the first person. So it's really powerful. And I'm going to share some stories in between songs about what that really is and why. And it's very powerful. And then what's really great about it is it puts us into a heart coherent moment together. And then we can actually then have a, a social tea coffee at the end with um, a sweeter baked good of some sort so we can socialize with each other. Yes, and it is going to be just this beautiful space of love. I've been envisioning 
the people coming with their hearts already full of love and knowing that we can all remove those masks. And as I work with people daily, I hear so often the same thing that I thought only I felt. Those thoughts of I'm not enough or I'm a fraud or I'm not worthy of love. I'm somehow different. I don't fit in. All of those things that I thought only I felt that, like I said, on a daily basis, I'm hearing from other people and knowing that we are going to gather these groups of people together who share the same feelings that we feel and knowing that it is totally okay to love ourselves the way we are and really getting into that self-acceptance. And I think a lot of times people get into a place where they feel like, you know, everything needs to be perfect in my life and then I can claim my spirituality or then I can help others. But it is really from, you know, the everyday experiences that we are all learning and growing. And when we share that and be our authentic self, that's when the real beauty shines through. And uh, I think that's what you've done with your music as well and why it is such a powerful force in this world. I love how you just said that. So I just want to sort of uh, pause and touch on some of the things that you've just said, because I think that we're living in a time where perfectionism is so rampant. And I, unfortunately, I always say that I'm perfect at being imperfect. And, you know, Brene Brown is a really good teacher for me that, that taught me something that I live by, which is, you know, perfectionism, which I had a problem with in the past, actually, is the culture version of fear and real fear. And it's the fear of letting people down for, for that you're less than. And I remember, you know, I used to not write music because I thought I wasn't a good enough writer. What's funny is, I mean, I'm going to say this with great humility, but I mean, for someone that has, has been invited to the United Nations three times now to sing and to speak, I find it fascinating that that same person who was once me used to think he couldn't write a song. So if I can do that with my humility and my grace, and it doesn't mean that I'm the best songwriter, because I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, my, I'm my version of what I'm meant to be. And the reality is, is that if I can do this, I know anyone can do this, because I used to live in incredible anxiety and fear. And I think that it's sort of funny because God, I always say that God had a really good sense of humor when I sort of was designed and made it so that I would be scared of a stage. I used to be really scared of getting up in front of people. But what I've realized is that in this world that we live in, we're very sensitive beings. And I didn't like so many people looking at me at the, at the old version of me. I used to be really scared when that huge amount of energy would come at me. And what's really funny now is... I have learned that it's okay to be sensitive. And I think that we need to start honoring each other's sensitivities because when we do that, we sort of rise up into really not having to be these perfect beings that I think is really, quite frankly, I'm just going to say this, it's bullshit. (laughs) And it really is um, because... Until you sort of, I think, just ultimately start living some of the dreams that you have, you'll never feel whole. And I was sort of, I kept dimming my light because I was scared to be this singer that, and it was, you know, I felt sort of, I felt silly because I used to want to sing, but I was scared of a stage and I didn't know what to do about that. But when my dad died, I realized that if I didn't sort of get 
straight on this stuff and take my masks off, I would never be happy again. And I, I just couldn't imagine living my life like that any longer. And I didn't want to end up like him, you know, with suicide as, as an option. So I got busy doing the work that I know I needed to do to heal some of the really brutal parts of accepting myself. So I just love that you said that. So thank you. It's in that vulnerability that mm -hmm. the real healing is. And I can understand what you're saying about being in that place where you have to walk through the darkness yeah. and and really feel those feelings. Mm -hmm. And so often I think in society where, you know, we're not to be... Uh, not to be angry or not to be sad or those things. And, and, you know, I really just want to share with people, feel your feelings and, you know, in feeling them, then you learn to express them appropriately. And for the vulnerability, I understand because when my book came out in January, it was such an exciting time and, and it became a bestseller very quickly and so on. I was terrified because my heart and soul is on the pages of those books. And anybody who reads that book knows, ex knows exactly how I felt in the darkest pieces of my life. But I knew that in sharing my story, other people would be healed. And so I thank you for that vulnerability that you have shared with, with the passing of your father and the writing, the subsequent writing of the music from there, because that's that deep place of healing. Yeah. One of my favorite things that happens, and I'm sure you've had this as well, and this is the this is the part that sort of helps you to sort of heal, actually, which I never thought this would be the part that would. But when I get a letter from someone thanking me for helping them basically go through a space that they've never been truly in and come out of it feeling better, that's the it's almost like a nectar. I like to use the word nectar. And that nectar that happens when you have someone connect with you in that space of, I think, just someone else being vulnerable. And ultimately, I'm going to say this, you giving them permission to just be who they are, um, which really isn't you doing it, it's them doing it, but holding sort of this light that reminds them that that's similar sort of in them, then they feel obligated to say thank you. And the reality is, is that that connection between our hearts and our souls, it does something to you that I wish I could bottle up and sell to people or give to people for free because it's that very essence that we realize that we're actually all sort of in this together. Mm -hmm. And the more I see this happening in the world, the more beautiful the world's becoming. Yes, we are all so connected. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is. I want to share your website with the listeners as well. Paul's website is bekindness.com and that would be B-E-E. -E kindness.com. And it is uh, very clever because you make your life's work pollinating love and kindness. Mm -hmm. So be, B-E-E, -E, kindness.com. And do you have your music available there as well? Yeah. So if you go to my website, there's links to actually purchase tickets to our events. I just wanted to mention that. So there's a link for Vancouver and one for Calgary. And then there's also on the page, you can actually click a purchase link, which takes you to a, a, essentially a page that's dedicated to just going through the music catalog. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I encourage everyone to take an opportunity to listen to this music and purchase this music because it is absolutely beautiful and life-changing. I will share a story uh, without my husband's permission, and I'll ask permission later. <laughs> um, when I first started working with you, Paul, 
and introduced my husband to your music. That very first day when I came home from work, he he had been home for a while before me. And uh, he had had a song on repeat about, he said he listened to it about 30 times and was weeping and just saying, you know, this is, this is heart music. This just goes straight to your soul. And he says, it's helping me to heal. Wow. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Things, things like that, you know, those are the, those are, that's that nectar that, and you know, I think men, you know, let's actually just dive in a little bit deeper to that because I think that men right now, we're in a time where obviously the, the divine masculine and divine feminine are really in focus. And I think the masculine of the past has been very dominating and very much, a, you know, a repressed space. Like for boys, for us boys, we were told not to cry very much in our, in our be strong, toughen up don't show your emotion, be strong. And I think as men, what strength is to me now is so different than when I was you know, a child and told these things that are really, quite frankly, not truthful. Um, I think actually vulnerability is actually pure strength. And I think we have been in this space as, as men that were once boys told to be quiet and to, to repress our emotion. And I think what happens when you actually accept your emotion, you have an emotional integrity that's very much a part of being a human being. And I think with that integrity, you then can help someone else have integrity. And something changes when you have emotional integrity, and especially the divine masculine. So your husband in that space, what is beautiful is he will have a space open that is really his pure essence and allow himself to shine sort of a perspective that's a little bit different. And I love that. So please thank him again. <laughs> <laughs> I most certainly will. And and he thanks you as well. I think it is so important too what you mentioned about men. And I think as women, we often have this support community amongst each other and we talk about our feelings and, mm-hmm. and we openly share. And so often, often um, men have been programmed to not be that way and to... Uh, you know, talk about the tough things, you know, the, the things that, that, you know, the, the football game or whatever, the things that are not the important things, just the, the manly things that, that society has taught us are manly things. And so I am so thrilled that I've noticed over the last few years that more and more men are coming into this space of consciousness and coming into talking about what they're really feeling and sharing their vulnerability and and their wisdom again like you said from the male perspective so i think that it's just a blessing to have that shift in men as well and looking forward to see everything that comes in the future with that yes that's beautifully said and i couldn't agree with you more I do just want to mention really briefly, just I watched, so things, what happens when you do what we do, you know, in this sort of vein of of things, people send me a lot of sort of um, information about things that are going on. I'm going to just strip this to a really short story, but this woman who has been involved with my music for a very long time since I started pretty much basically sent me her her wife is actually a doctor and she decided to start a program in the prison system with men um she's a female doctor that works in the prison system as a psychologist essentially and she started this program in 2007 to help essentially prison imprisoned inmates um sort of deal with their life from a healing perspective 
with support to go through this space of vulnerability. And actually, Dr. Wayne Dyer's work is used in that. And it's the most phenomenal result. So they're making a biography, essentially like a documentary um, about this. And what's so cool is in these interviews from these men who were once, you know, criminals, pretty serious criminals, they realized sort of that they were creating their life in a negative way. And just seeing them share their story from the divine masculine space shifted is, I think, I think it's the most extreme case of seeing something right before your eyes that's happened where they've done that work that you're talking about and really owning their life and actually starting to thrive in a whole new life once they're out of prison. And it's after the prison system has actually served them rather than hurt them. And I, it was just a really, it's a really cool um, documentary that's being made that I look forward to sharing. Yes, we'll have to talk about it uh, more once that's released. Yeah, that would be totally. great. You know, and it, it brings us right back to that place with Louise Hay, and you can heal your life. Yeah. And, you know, my favorite book of hers is The Powers Within You. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that whether it is a, a criminal in the system or as someone who is behind a pulpit or, or the, the person on the street, whoever it is, we all have that wisdom and power and light within us to heal our life. And uh, I'm so thankful that she has brought us together. So thank you so much for being with me here today, Paul. Oh, it's such an honor. And thank you if you've listened as well. It's such a beautiful moment to share these, these sorts of spaces of love. Thank you once again. Thank I you. really appreciate you. So I'm just going to repeat your website one more time. It is bekindness, B-E-E-Kindness.com. And again, the tickets for our events in Calgary and Vancouver are on your website. And uh, I look forward to seeing many of you there. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us.